0: hello and welcome to the love letters to you podcast my name is abby bergman and i'm your host i don't know what i sound like i look like right now if that makes sense but i hope i sound like i am smiling from ear to ear because that's what's happening right now i'm beaming i'm so excited to start this podcast it's been something i've wanted to do since like 2021 since i started like posting tiktoks and I'm so excited. It's finally happening. Happening. I actually did like post um, like one podcast episode earlier this year and I never stuck with it and I didn't like how it turned out. But you know what? We're going after it. It's the start of 2024. This is the perfect time to start a podcast. I don't even know if I'm going to announce it because like I didn't the first time I did it, which good because I didn't keep up with it. But I feel like I might just because this is going to be a timely New Year episode. But honestly, whenever you listen to this, Like it's going to be evergreen. I don't like New Year's talks, conversations, podcasts, videos, whatever that are just like the basic New Year's stuff. And I feel like that's what I fell into when I was younger, like in high school, it was like, okay, every year, January 1st, it was like, okay, now you eat healthy every single day. You work out every single day. You're the most productive person you could possibly be. And you basically just take on these resolutions that you are supposed to take on, that you should take on. There's no nuance to them. They're all very basic. And, you know, like some of those resolutions like yes i do want to be healthier in the new year but the past few years i've been very specific about my new year's intentions and honestly like my monthly intentions just like my intentions for life customizing them to myself finding nuances and i think that's super important so um that's what we're going to be talking about today i'm going to be sharing some of my wins for 2023 from 2023 and then some of my goals for 2024 but please know like i I'm going to kind of explain the rationale behind them so that you can apply it to your own life. There's probably going to be some things that, um, you know, some of my wins from 2023 or some of my goals for 2024 that don't resonate with you. And that's totally okay. Like, do not feel that these resolutions should be your resolutions. That is kind of the point. Um, But like, you know, if I share kind of a broader perspective or even something very specific that really hits home and resonates with you, I hope you're able to take that away if you want to because um, like the past year or two, I've really been trying to get to know myself and I want to shout out a podcast that I have really loved listening to that's called Note to Self by Peyton Sarton. Her whole mission with the podcast is getting more in touch with yourself and finding yourself and I feel like the way that she talks about things really resonates with me. It really helps me be introspective of myself, the questions she poses, everything like that. Of course, she's um, like, I love her. She's so entertaining and there's a lot of things that I like, you know, see her kind of like as a friend like parasocial relationship type thing that draws me to her but even on things like i disagree with her about or i'm not on the same page with her the way that she presents them i'm able to kind of apply the broader tactics the broader perspectives the questions she asks herself those things to my life and that's what i hope is the you know outcome of this podcast and i hope i'm able to share some stuff that you are not finding on every other scroll on tiktok or a very like generic Pinterest photo. There's nothing wrong with those things. I just have really appreciated some more depth to these kinds of conversations. And, you know, with that being said, this podcast is kind of gonna be all over the place. We're gonna be going deeper, but we're also gonna be talking about the silly little things. Some days we're going after our career. Some days we are learning how beautiful friendship is. Some days we're dealing with whatever crazy dramas going on in our lives we're catching up with pop culture this podcast is going to go all over the place and i hope more than anything it just feels like a love letter from me to you (laughs) no um i hope it feels like a hug i hope it feels like a conversation you'd have with a friend um and i'm really excited to dive into it so that's kind of an overview i could talk at length of what i want you know this podcast to be but i think it'd just be better to just start showing you Um, And by that, I mean, obviously just posting the episodes and doing the things I'm saying. So with that said, I think I want to start every episode with a weekly debrief, kind of how you have like a morning debrief after a night with your friends, like talking about what happened. Um, But obviously this is going to be a weekly podcast. So I kind of just want to talk to you about what happened in my life the past week or pop culture wise, what's going on, that sort of stuff. So we can just like catch up and then get into the episode because... If, you, if you're friends with me in real life, you know I can talk your ear off. You know I love to update people on what's going on in my life, um, but I'll make this one quick just so we can get into the stuff today because since this is the very first episode, I feel like my weekly debrief could like stretch back for weeks and weeks and weeks if I wanted it to, but I'm just gonna keep it as to what's going on in my life right now. So you guys have some context. And then from here on out, you guys will be updated every single week if you want. And if you want, you can skip this part of the podcast because it's definitely gonna be the part that is like most just about, like that would contain like a story from my life that might not have any other meaning except to tell you because you're my friend. (laughs) So this is actually my first day as a post-grad girl and I don't have a full-time job yet. I'm kind of doing a bunch of different jobs and I'm kind of figuring things out and I do want to share a little bit about that journey, but I'm kind of like all unsure. It's like kind of a lot of uncertainty and I really want to share in that uncertainty and like the messy middle because that's what real life is, but I'm still kind of navigating it in real time and I think it's hard to share because my feelings and my perspectives change every single day. So, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it for now, but if you guys have specific questions about post grad anything like that, please do let me know, and I will talk about it as best as I can. I feel like it would be good to go off of um specific questions, but other than that, the holidays were really nice, and so I'm kinda kind of getting back into a groove of working as I say vaguely, like I mean if you guys want to know kind of what my day to day looks like right now, I can let you know um, maybe in a week or two because I'm still figuring it out. As I said, I I gave myself the full winter break. Like today's the first day Ohio state goes back to school. And I gave myself the whole winter break to like not do anything from the day I graduated. I really didn't do anything except for like work stuff that I had to get done and spending time with family and playing card games and dog sitting. So it was really nice, but yeah, we're getting back into it. I had a bagel this morning. It was really good. I felt the need, I feel the need to mention that because I, like a few months ago, rediscovered a plain bagel with cream cheese and it changed my life. So, if you haven't had a plain bagel and cream cheese in a few years, like I hadn't, do yourself a favor and have that. (laughs) That's what I've been having for breakfast. I'm also trying to get my eating and my drinking my water and all that stuff back in check this week. So, yeah, that's where we're at. And like I said, I feel like I could talk so much. I'm doing a vision board right now that's kind of like in the process. Um, But, On that note, vision board and the new year, let's get started. I want to share my 20... I have 23 wins from 2023. This is straight out of my journal, and like I said, I'm kind of going to be sharing them in the context so that you can apply it to your own life, that you can see, like, you know, I'm not just bragging. I'm not just saying things that whatever. I'm going to kind of share the lesson why it was a win and that sort of thing too, so I hope it's a little bit helpful. So my first win is that I lived in a college apartment from January to April that was really fun for me. It was my first, like, big girl apartment. I was proud of myself. There's kind of more of a story there um, that I might get into one day. It's not like a weird, like, it's not like a story, but, like, I had been living at home and then I moved into the college apartment and it was a good challenge and I really enjoyed it and it was my first time not living, like, in a dorm or a sorority house during college. Then I turned 21 and I had a birthday party and my birthday party was something I was really proud of myself for doing because it gave me a lot of anxiety, the idea of, like, inviting people and and hosting and all that it was all very exciting but also all very anxiety inducing so i was really proud of myself for doing that and i want to continue to do more stuff that like is a little bit scary for me in the new year um i saw the Eras tour i saw taylor swift on the Eras tour and i paid a lot of money for those tickets and if i had to do it again i would have just bought them earlier I would have spent the same exact money, but I just would have bought them earlier. This is another story time that I will tell inevitably sometime on the podcast and maybe even reveal the amount of money that I spent. But my sister and I, we bought our tickets literally running into the concert. It was so fun, but... I mean, it was just stressful. I did the whole Ticketmaster thing. I waited on Ticketmaster for years. (laughs) No, I literally was on Ticketmaster all day. But I'm proud of myself for spending my money on something that means something to me, even if it might be silly to someone else. So that's kind of the lesson there. Okay, I also rekindled friendships and reached out more. This is something that I'm really proud of myself for doing because I friendship like I have social anxiety and friendships give me a lot of anxiety and I love my friends so much and honestly this is a big area of insecurity for me so this feels like really vulnerable to say but I isolate myself when I'm going through a hard time I don't reach out to my friends I just back myself into a corner in my room and I don't do anything and this year I really made an effort to reach out to my friends initiate make plans, spend times with them. When I was like really busy or had a lot going on or was like not feeling the greatest, I made extra effort to go and make plans with my friends because ultimately that's what makes me feel better. But for some reason when I'm in the moment and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much going on. I'm so stressed or whatever. I'm just going to like be by myself. It never makes me feel better. So if you're someone who's like more introverted and struggles with that, I highly recommend making that a goal for your next year. Okay, I saw Morgan Wallen and I bought tickets for Drake. That's coming up in February. Again, I'm proud of myself for spending money on things that make me happy, especially experiences because it's really hard for me to justify spending money on stuff that just goes away. I think there's like a word for that. Like I also struggle, like if I buy something, I won't use it for the longest time. I literally saw on TikTok there was a word for that and I forget what it was. But yes, I'm proud of myself for spending my money basically and for having those experiences with my friends I'm so excited for Drake um this past year was my first full year of therapy like after high school I did like counseling in high school during school um with the counselor that the school had but in fall of 2022 I had like an actual therapist and so I did the end of 2022 and then 2023 was my first full year of therapy which was awesome um I lived at home from May through December of this year. So for the summer and my last semester of college, and I really enjoyed it. And this is, again, something I can go more into depth. I'm realizing that this is kind of like gives you a sneak peek into my life for the first episode of the podcast. And then in future episodes, we can kind of dive deeper into like all these topics but here's kind of like the surface of it the big lesson whatever um but basically i lived at home from may through december and i also lived at home part of my junior year of college and those two experiences were wildly different my junior year of college wasn't rough for me but the living at home experience my junior year i did not really enjoy it but then my senior year same exact thing lived at home I loved it so much. And it really had a lot to do with my perspective. It had a lot to do with like not thinking the grass is always greener on the other side and just like embracing the pros of where I am because there's always gonna be pros and cons. And something about me, I tend to focus on the cons and tend to think that the grass is always greener on the other side but when I remember like that was a decision I made like I made the decision to live at home and I think about why I did that and I think about okay I did this knowing there would be certain challenges to it and there would be certain benefits and I ultimately decided the benefits would outweigh the challenges so let's like embrace those benefits that you wouldn't have if you had made another decision and let's look at the challenges and see how we can overcome them and so for example this past year when I was living at home And i was really enjoying it it was because i was making the effort to go to school i was making the effort to go see my friends even though it was like a little bit more inconvenient and i would have to drive a little bit farther and stuff like that like i just made it work okay i'm gonna skip some of these and just focus on the ones where there's kind of a lesson i journaled a ton this year and this was really big for me and this is where like one of my favorite tips that i discovered for ingraining a new habit or, you know, starting something new, being more consistent with something is sometimes it's quantity over quality. Like get the reps in. I wanted to journal in 2022. I wanted to journal in 2021. Like it had been my goal for years. I did it in 2020. It kind of fell off and I couldn't get back into it because every time I would take a break from it, I would feel like I had to compensate for that time that I lost and like journal like 50 pages catching my journal up with everything that had happened and you know making up for that lost time where I didn't really journal much but this year when I decided to start doing it I decided in like May so like the start of the summer and I was like okay you know what I'm gonna journal and I'm gonna journal one page front and back every single day it doesn't have to be a big catch-up from everything that happened since I last journaled it can literally be a doodle like it can be drawings it can be a random prompt it can be how my day's going it can be i've drawn like circles and just like wrote things that are on my mind it can be literally anything but i'm going to do one page front and back every single day and i did that from like may i don't even know what till july 21st because it was my friend's birthday and i got home super late that day that was the day that i like skipped one day but like oh my gosh, just giving myself the goal of one page front and back, no matter what, just like getting in the habit of doing the quantity over the quality really helped make it a habit. And then with time, like my journal entries were high quality. Like some days it was random stuff and, you know, I kind of wasn't really thinking about it, but like some days I would really get somewhere with it. And I think when you are, you know, establishing a new habit or something like that, like get the dopamine hit or whatever endorphin it is from just accomplishing the task and then the benefits that you get from actually the thing you're doing will come later so same thing with going to the gym like get the endorphin rush from After you finish your workout, just like do, even if it's like 15 minutes of working out, don't think about the like gains you're gonna have or like how much weight you're gonna lose, because that will come if you do it consistently. But if you focus first on kind of that immediate rush you get right after doing it and just checking something off your list, then it's gonna become consistent and then you'll see the longer term effects um, in a much more manageable way because it was just like, oh, it's just something that I'm checking off my list. And it doesn't feel as overwhelming and it feels like a really like concise, actionable promise to keep to yourself versus like, I'm going to journal every single thing that ever happens to me. That is not practical for me, but journaling one page front and back and not even focusing on what the journaling is about, but just focusing on like practicing the action is really actionable for me okay i bought focused on buying clothes that really fit my body this year and returning anything that i didn't like if i try it on the first time and i don't love how it looks it's going back i'm returning it i really struggle because i'm like such a person who's in between sizes that didn't sound right i'm like i'm so in between sizes i don't know how to emphasize that but and it's the worst i hate it so much but anytime i would buy something and it didn't fully fit it was going back and that is something i'm going to continue doing till the end of time because it is so much better to have clothes in my closet that i know i'm going to feel confident in every single time i put them on and i stopped keeping clothes that i think oh like maybe it'll look good here maybe it'll look good now maybe it'll look good in the summer no it's going back and maybe we can buy it later but for now it's not staying in my closet. I also got better, this is going to sound kind of weird maybe, but I got better at like responding to text messages and like being more honest and intentional with my word. They're kind of two separate things, but they kind of overlap. First of all, obviously responding to text messages, I used to like be that person where especially if something was asking me something or I felt like it needed like a considerably wordy reply or something like that, I would put it off because it would give me anxiety and then it would be days later, sometimes weeks later. And I would say like, oh my gosh, I was so busy, but blah, 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 blah. No, I stopped doing that. If something, say someone was asking me something about work and I didn't know the answer yet, I wouldn't just let the text message sit there. I say, I don't know that I'm checking right now. I'll get back to you when I find out. Like also if someone messages me something and I forget about it for a few days and I message them back, I'm not just automatically saying, oh my gosh, I was so busy, or I'm just now seeing this when I'm not just now seeing this. It's, oh my gosh, totally forgot to respond. It's just like being honest. So again, those are two things. The honesty thing kind of works in real life too. Like, I don't want to just tell people, oh my gosh, I was so busy, blah, 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 blah. I that, That might sound like a weird thing. I don't know, but it's just something I kind of and I don't mind it like when other people do it to me. Like I know sometimes people just say like they were busy and sometimes they really mean it and sometimes it they don't. But um, for me personally, that's just like a personal goal of mine to just like say things that I mean more often. Um, and then like the responding to text things because they give me so much less anxiety when I just respond to them. And, you know, for example, I was getting ready to walk for graduation and I was like on my phone because we were lined up and we were just kind of waiting there but we were gonna walk at any moment and my friend one of my best friends love her dearly she texted me this long message congratulating me for graduating super sweet and immediately I was like obviously so grateful but also anxious because I was like oh my gosh this like message deserves a great reply I need to like take time to read it because she's like it was just so sweet And instead of just kind of letting it linger there, I literally opened it right away. I read through it quickly because I didn't like have the dedicated time to read it. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're about to walk like right now, but thank you so much. I will give this the response it deserves later. And I think, I don't know, like the little things like that have really helped me this year. So maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not, but I really enjoyed it. And finally, I think in 2023, I'm calling it the year that I sprouted. And I feel like that sounds kind of weird. My mom was like, well, you like blossomed, but no, let me, let me explain my rationale because for me in 2020, that was a wonderful year for me. The first like half of it, I know COVID stinks, but before COVID and honestly, like even during COVID, I got to spend a lot of time with my family, which I am feel so blessed to have been able to do that. And so I really feel like I blossomed in the first half of 2020. And then I think in the second half, the petals kind of began to fall. Like some stuff was just not great. But then in 2021, I said I wilted and rotted, 2021. I mean, like it was just the year of cringe. Like I look back and I cringe at myself and I hate that because I like, you know, embrace the cringe, whatever. And I'm grateful for that version of myself because I needed that to happen. But it was just a really rough year for me. And I could do a whole podcast episode about 2021. And thankfully, I'm in a place now where I just kind of laugh about it. But that year was filled with a lot of tears. So let's just put it that way. And then in 2022, I said I plant, I replanted the seeds. Because 2022 was a big year of healing, the first half of it. And honestly, even through the end, like was a little bit rough. Things would like come resurface that weren't great, but I really worked through a lot of things and planted the seeds. And I think in 2023, I really sprouted. I did so much healing in 2022 that I think I was like able to you know kind of finally come up out of the ground again in 2023 and so i'm coining 2024 as the year that i blossom And i'm realizing maybe i kind of run on like this four-year cycle because i think like 2022 2020 i blossomed i think in 2019 i would have said i sprouted and 2018 replant the seeds and 2017 wilted and rotted <laughs> so we shall see Hopefully we can do a whole year of blossoming instead of having petals fall, (laughs) but, um, enough about me, let's get on to my, like, challenges and missed opportunities and learnings and areas of improvement of 2023, because I kind of talked about, um, the things I was good at, the things I was really proud of myself for, my wins and all that, although there's still room for improvement in all of those, but um also have some challenges and rooms for improvement and so if any of these resonate with you maybe they're ones that you also want to take on this next year or maybe they're things you did really well this past year and you need to sit and give yourself a pat on the back because you might not be giving yourself enough credit like it might be something that comes really easily for you but it doesn't come easily for everyone or maybe you really worked on it but it doesn't seem like that big of a deal give yourself credit okay one thing that i want to work on is being who I truly am and I feel like I am this to some extent like I don't think I'm a fake person but I do think my personality kind of morphs to fit the people around me and I feel like I say I do that or like I sometimes think I do that to make the people around me feel comfortable but it's like it's not fair it's not fair for me to and I'm not doing this on some grand scale but just like as someone with social anxiety as someone who's a people pleaser there are like certain little things I do, I think, even subconsciously, where I'm trying to get people to like me or I'm trying to get people to feel comfortable in my presence. And that is something I do not like. I want to be a likable person. I want to be a personable person. But there's a difference between that and like not being my full authentic self. And again, you know, like it's not just saying whatever's on my mind and not thinking about it. It's like this balance of just being my full self around the people i'm around because i know that that full because i'm confident that that full self is something that those people would like if that makes sense i feel like there's definitely an insecurity there of like if i'm my full self will people not like me if you have social anxiety i feel like you relate you just overthink everything i overthink every conversation i'm like oh my gosh that's gonna come across as passive aggressive oh my gosh this oh my gosh that But I started thinking about it from the point of view of if I was in a book and I was specifically the side character, if I was, because in everyone else's story, I'm the side character. If I was the side character in the book, would the author or the narrator or whatever describe me as a mean person? And no, like I'm not out here doing mean things. Do I do mean stuff sometimes? Yes. But I'm not like a mean vindictive person. The people in my life don't even do that. It's just like something I have in my head. And so similarly, I want to stop overthinking or worrying about people's perceptions of me because again, this leads to me, I think, like trying to plan things out, like trying to think about what exactly is the right thing to say, trying to think about these things. And it stinks because it's just hard for me as someone with social anxiety. So I feel like I have to plan ahead, but then I feel like when I plan ahead, I'm being fake, I'm being inauthentic. And so this is an area of struggle for me, just being totally vulnerable And it's something I haven't fully figured out, as you can probably tell by how I'm talking about it, but it's something that I'm excited to improve upon and, you know, maybe we can get someone on the podcast who is good in those situations and can speak to it. I also want to meet new friends this year. Um, I love all my old friends. They're like such an area of pride for me, if that sounds weird. like I'm so proud to have so many friends of so many years but I even wanna meet some more people this year. And I wanna be even more consistent with like friend dates and hangouts. Like I said, I have the tendency to isolate myself um, if I'm busy or things are going rough or like people aren't necessarily reaching out to me. Oh, I also wanna do quarterly goals. So I heard this idea off Peyton's the podcast, Note to Self, and I thought it was such a good idea because I love a vision board, but sometimes the things can feel like very elusive and far out and especially like bigger things you're like okay i have the whole year to get that done or like i know that's not happening anytime soon but like it could definitely happen this year and i would love to do quarterly goals so you can like check in with yourself and you can also take actionable steps within each quarter to like get to the next quarter of goals if that makes sense like so you're on par with things because if you put something on your vision board and it's like super big and elusive and whatnot and you're like okay I'll probably like accomplish that towards the end of this year if you break it down into quarterly goals you can kind of put something in this quarter that will lead you to that thing or if it's something that like really you can't do anything about it nothing's really gonna happen until later in the year it's like it doesn't feel daunting in the first quarter because it's not even on your list. You're only going to start thinking about it later. At the end of the quarter, kind of see if you're on pace. And then you kind of also get this like new burst of motivation um, to start things up in the second quarter and kind of have a new set of things to go after the second quarter. I want to spend more time with Jesus this year and I want to learn how to pray. It's something I struggle with. I really struggle to kind of like just sit with Jesus even to like Fully pray when I'm at church. And that's something I can do a whole podcast on. But yeah, it's an area of struggle for me for sure. I also, okay, I saw Anna Wolferman post about this. If you guys don't follow her, she's super cute. Um, And it made me feel so much better. But she was like, I just want to be young this year. Like I'm 22 years old. I want to do things for the plot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yes, me. And one of the videos she posted that was like really funny to me the caption was something like everyone's talking about dry january meanwhile my goal for 2022 was actually to like embrace my youth and like do things and i was like okay same i like it's gonna sound like annoying like i don't want it to sound annoying but i struggle to kind of like let loose and like let myself have fun like okay i'm I'm young let's let's have some fun okay That's all I'm to say about that. I feel like I sound so annoying and I don't want to sound annoying. Basically what I'm saying is I'm probably going to do dry January this January completely unintentionally just because like I don't let myself have a drink because it's too much money or why would I just like have a drink? Not even like drinking, but like just going out, letting myself have fun, letting myself stay out late. That's a goal for this year. I also wanna go on more solo dates. I did a couple solo dates this past year and they were really fun. Um, my favorite one was the day before my birthday. I stole that idea from Peyton, who is the host of Note to Self. I love her so much, if you can't tell. Um, but I wanna do more solo dates. I wanna to go to like a nice restaurant and just by myself. That sounds wonderful. I wanna be better about planning out my meals and having real food three times a day versus just like candy and sweet treats and random stuff um yeah (laughs) and I want to make recipes um like find new recipes to make get better at them even the more complicated ones I really got into baking this past year and I had a lot of fun with that but now I want to make like actual meals (laughs) and more generally I just want to do the stuff I want to do like stuff that's on my Pinterest in my mind instead of scrolling I am the biggest scroller mindless scrolling it is the worst I hate it so much And we're not going to be doing that in 2024. If I catch myself scrolling, we're putting the phone down and we're going to read. Or we're going to get back to work. Or we're going to do laundry. We're going to do something. We're going to scrapbook. We're going to go outside and go on a walk or watch the sunset or something, okay? I also want to adopt that everybody is doing their best mindset, especially with like family members (laughs) because I struggle with this and I feel like I just... I like to blame people, I like to get mad at people, I like to feel like people aren't giving me what I deserve, and that's in air quotes, because like, my parents do literally everything they can for me, there's no reason for me to be thinking that they're like being mean on purpose, they're doing their best, okay, everyone's doing their best, even if they're not, we're gonna say they are, the snooze button, that's gotta go, that's gotta go, Snooze Button is my best friend. Well, my friend and me We're in a toxic relationship. And this year, we're saying goodbye. I want to be... This is going to maybe sound weird. I want to be more intentional about rotting. Like, rotting in bed. <laughs> and I kind of was good at this. Like, this past year in the fall, there were a couple Sundays where I was like, okay, I am not going to do anything till noon. I'm going to be in bed. I'm going to eat a really delicious chocolatey breakfast and <laughs> then afternoon I'll do stuff and that was really intentional because it was like I woke up with that expectation that nothing was going to get done and then once noon hit it's like okay then we can resume our day and i think just like you know having those expectations for self or even if it's not like till noon even if it's like a whole day where you don't expect every- anything of yourself just putting that expectation out there and being intentional about it and saying, okay, here is the boundary. Here is the time that we are allowed to not do anything is so much better. It takes away the guilt. It makes you, um, appreciate that time because you're not again, sitting in guilt while you're doing it. And then afterwards you feel a lot more refreshed and you're able to get back into your life. I want to write love letters this year. That was a big goal of mine this past year. I didn't really do it. I want to like, write handwritten letters to all my friends, scrapbooks, stuff like that. And hence the name of this podcast, kind of putting that even out there. Um, you know, whether it's a voice note or a handwritten love letter, but no, I want to write love letters. I also want to shamelessly take more photos and document more moments, especially with my loved ones. I love to document stuff. I have posted 3000 TikToks, um, and love to take photos. But I struggle to do it when I'm around other people because I think I fear that I will not be living in the present. I fear that it's going to be rude to the people around me. And of course, there is that balance. like, And there is also that boundary of not you know, putting people on camera when they don't want to be. But I think I definitely am on one end of, and not in the middle when it comes to this balance. I'm on the end of like really never documenting stuff, never taking pictures, never getting in kind of a good rhythm of doing it just like very casually and in a way that respects people's boundaries and in a way that just is documenting the memory. So that is a huge goal of mine for 2024. I want to get even better at reading before bed. I was good at this during the summer, like putting my computer away and then always just reading before bed um, and I want to get even better at it this year. Um, and then I want to become a better listener Uh, I just listened to an Ed Milet uh, podcast episode where he talked about becoming a better listener and he was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And I do like all those things. And I was just like, I was literally like embarrassed listening to that episode because I felt bad for anyone who's ever had a conversation with me. So that's on the list. And then also I want to have better posture. I found like a five minute better posture routine that I want to try to do a few times a week. Um, And... I just, yeah, I see a photo of myself and I get scared, scared, terrified. It's bad. Yeah, we're fixing the posture in 2024. We're engaging the core, we're pulling the shoulders back, neutral spine, chin, you know, lifted and tucked in, whatever. Better posture. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to not talk ever again. That was a lot. That's 40 minutes of me talking and we're going to do this every week. (laughs) I don't know if that was a good episode at all or not. I'm really scared to listen back to this, but, but I'm proud of myself for doing it. And maybe you can apply that to something in your life where, you know, was it great? maybe not but did you do it yes and this is the first episode we're only going to get better from here so I would love for you to stick around I'd love for you to rate and review this podcast if you feel so inclined to do so um maybe listen to a few more episodes and then do it that would be uh maybe a more comfortable position for you to be in but I'm so glad you're here I'm so glad for where this is going I'm so excited for 2024 I love you so much thank you for listening and I'll see you next week, XOXO, Abby. (laughs) Bye!